0: Is underway. salapa off the mark, albeit it should have been three points at Morecambe and we have a new man in the Shropshire Star Shrewsbury Town hot seat. This is Shrews Views Series Two, Episode Three. I'm Johnny Drury, and as always—sorry, not as always—for the first time this week, I'm joined by the new Shrewsbury Town correspondent, Mister Ollie Westbury. Ollie, how's it going, mate? You've had a busy, busy couple of weeks, really.
1: Yeah, it's been a. Uh... It's been all change for me uh, in the last couple of weeks, but I um, feel very, very privileged to be um, in the role covering Shrewsbury Town. Very much looking forward to it. I enjoyed my uh, my trip to Misley Morecambe on Saturday to watch to watch Salop for the first time. I um, was quite impressed with what I saw. Thought it was quite um, uh, For a nil-nil draw, it was a relatively interesting game, um, I thought. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty buzzing to be here, to be honest. always wanted to work in sport. Um, so, yeah. I'm, um, I'm pretty excited. Well, it's good to have you.
0: As all um, Shrewsbury fans would have seen on social media, you know Lewis Cox, who's the reporter for the last five years, has, has moved on, and and Ollie's into the hot seat. So Ollie, just tell the full of Salop fans listening today, uh, just give us a bit of a potted history of Ollie Westbury, a little bit of a, a background of how you've got to be in the in the uh, Montgomery Waters press box.
1: <laughs> well. Well, I listened to to, to, to Lewis's introduction in, in one of the other podcasts the other week, just to kind of get a flavour of what I might say. And he said uh, that he's got seven years of MA media history um, to go under his belt. And I've got a solid two months um, on the news desk. Um, so I've very recently qualified. Uh, but I suppose... Um, I got a bit of background in, in, in sport. Um, I, I, I was formerly a cricket player. So uh, yeah, then that finished. And then I decided that I wanted to stay in sport and I wanted to train up to be a journalist. So I did my, uh, my qualifications at uh, Wolverhampton College, did a little bit of work for the radio, um, like Black Country Radio covering football, done a little bit of work for the Professional Cricketers Association um, down at the Oval in London. And just some lots and lots of um, different like work experience opportunities. Really, I I, I covered uh, Mr. Massey um, on work experience at the Star, which someone will be very well known
0: to the Salop fans.
1: He will listening. be. He will be Salop's new head of media. Um, so yeah, that's kind of that's kind of me really. There we go, Walt. Well,
0: yeah, as Ollie said, he's coming into this with, I'm open with a professional sporting brain. He's going to bring some some professional sporting insight into this. Although, as well, I know Ollie's good at football, because I played him played with it. Lined up alongside him in a charity match earlier this year. And he was he was a decent football player. So knows what he's talking about. He knows professional sport. And now he's reached the pinnacle. He's at the Montgomery Waters Meadow. He'll be there for the first time on Saturday. Um, so there we go. That was Ollie. Fantastic. Well, just well, like you mentioned there, Ollie. Starting off with um, sort of baptism of fire, straight into it on Saturday. I know you were you were already going to be at Morecambe um, with absences that were were pre-planned, but obviously with all the shake-up at MNA and ENS and SS, it was your sort of first game in the role. Um, what did you make? Of, what did you
1: make of it? Well, it was quite a quite an overwhelming experience, to be fair. In in the first instance, I was like you say, I was always. Doing that game, regardless of whether uh, the Shrewsbury job came became available or not. Um, sports editor had asked me if, you know, I've, so I've been working on news for the Shropshire Star for the last two months since I completed my course. So, um, you know, I've been doing the, the, the Monday to Friday uh, and then the weekend shifts as well. But but sports editor asked if I would cover because of a, a bit of a staffing crisis that weekend. Obviously, we've got the Commonwealth Games on as well, haven't we? So um, he asked me if I could go up. Uh, to Morecambe to cover the game, to which obviously, with somebody who's got ambitions in sport, I was absolutely I'd love to go. Um, so you know, sorting accreditations out and all that kind of stuff was uh, was was, and then actually being on my own was was quite overwhelming. But you know, managed to get there on time, uh, which was nice. Um, and you know, uh, the Salop media staff are really really good, and so were the radio. So yeah. was uh it was good in the first instance and then and then the game too obviously i don't know the salad the big question we all want to
0: know ollie before the game is did you have any pre-match did Morecambe supply any pre-match food that's the main question really that's all we want to talk about on these podcasts the time (laughs) the
1: historic food questions
0: well
1: yeah um they did they did yeah i mean you have to pay for it um yeah well they said oh yeah we've got pre-match food and they said uh, yeah you kind of um Go up to the counter and ask for what you want, and then you just kind of just give them your card and just pay for it. Um, so just so like
0: it. a normal fan,
1: really. It's not really much <laughs> food. Yeah, but they were very. Um, they they loved the idea of the their pies. Apparently, they're world famous Morkham pies. Apparently. Did you try um, one? Uh, no, I didn't. No, Did you I didn't. didn't. Oh, um, disappointing. No, I'm shredding Johnny. Um, <laughs> um, no, so I didn't try. I had a I had a cup of coffee when I was sat. Kind of write a few tweets about the team news, um, and obviously, uh, a couple. Cottrell handed out five debutants, five debuts on Saturday, didn't he? And um, one of them, Aidan O. Well, one of them who came on a sub, O'Brien, wasn't fit enough to make the start in eleven. But so no, yeah, didn't didn't quite didn't quite try out the the famous Morcombe pies. Uh,
0: no, but in terms of the game, you know. How did you see it? You know, I've sort of listened back to a few reports, seen a few highlights. Sounds like Salop really should have should have won the game. Really, a, a little bit of tinge of disappointment for them fans and for for Steve Cottrell.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, from what I saw, I was quite impressed with Salop, especially at half Um, I thought out of the two sides they played, they played the most football um, for sure, um, and and kind of Morecambe. Probably, Morecambe probably had one of the better chances of the game when they broke uh, through Connolly uh, midway through the first half and the, and the goalie pulled off a really good save. Um, but I, I felt like Trusby really kept him at, at, at arm's length. Um, and it was just that final kind of, They got in crossing position, really good crossing positions a couple of times and just couldn't quite, you know, play that final ball. Um, they, had some good chance, they, had, they had some good opportunities as well. The skipper um, had a few shots, early doors. Um, <clears throat> and at one stage in, in the second half, it felt like they were really ramping up the pressure. Um, the ball felt like it was always in Morecambe's aft. They cleared it and, you know, they managed to recycle the ball and it just felt like a bit of a bombardment of the goal. But it just felt like they just couldn't quite, you know, create that guilt-edge opportunity. I think it was Nurse who hit the post. No, the bar he hit from a deflected effort, which was probably as close as they came. But it did at one stage really feel like Shrewsbury, it felt a little bit inevitable that they were going to score. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately not. But it was a solid performance, to be fair. I thought they looked really solid at the back, um, the three centre-half. Added, added
0: the new, obviously one new boy at the back in terms of Dunkley. Um, Shrewsbury yeah. fans have been sort of... Raving about his signing. I know Dave Edwards, a uh, former shoes man, who's a columnist for the Shropshire Star, was really impressed by the the signing. Um, sounds like he had a had a good uh, good debut.
1: Yeah, he 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 didn't see much of the ball as that deep line centre back, but he, he, he kind of had a really. He was the one who was pretty much man marking. I think it's Cole Stockton who plays Stockton, up the front, yeah. And, yeah. and he's a ginormous human. He's a handful, isn't he? He, he is massive. So it was a real physical battle between the two of them, and to be fair, I can't really remember Stockton overly threatening too that too much. Um, he certainly didn't have a chance, uh, and and you know he matched him physically. Um, so so yeah, I thought he was pretty solid, um, and, and he did what he needed to do, which was to to kind of be, he was kind of tasked with um, with marking that that that, that big centre forward, and and I felt like he did that pretty well. Um, from what from what from what I saw, so yeah, I was quite impressed with I was quite impressed with the whole of the back the back the back five in general, to be honest, and and the holders thought thought they played thought they all had a good game.
0: Yeah, just on debut on debuts, just looking at uh, I think it was four that came in from the start, I believe five oh, yeah, um, five from the start. But uh, the midfield is one that has changed quite a bit. Shipley, Moore, and and Bayless were all all new boys that have come in over the summer. What how did they do, Ollie? You know, and I know, um, fans have been impressed with. With, uh, with them in,
1: in pre-season, but how did they fare on Saturday? Um, Taylor Moore, Taylor Moore well, so I think that from what I gathered was it was a bit of a uh, it was like 3-4-3, three, three, yeah. um, with obviously the wing-backs, and then Taylor Moore, and is it, how do you pronounce Is it Leahy? Luke, Luke Leahy, yeah.
0: Luke Leahy.
1: <laughs> Give it a few um, weeks, they'll be rolling off the tongue off, don't <laughs> worry. Leahy. That's it, well I've written his name loads this week, but... Uh, <laughs> Don't that that to must say be that, that last season
0: and the season, uh, was it there? Yeah, last season. And I did quite a few Shoesby games early on. That must have been the most asked question by any like visiting broadcaster or journalist who turn around to me and Coxie in the box and go, or Co- usually Coxie or Stuart Dunn from Ready Shropshire. How'd you put Lee hi, Lee He? So, yeah, you're not the first one to ask that
1: question. Sure. Yeah. won't be the last. Um, well, fingers crossed. I should know it now. Um, <laughs> but those two played as holders. I thought. Yeah. I thought, I thought obviously he was. He was he, I thought that 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 Lee he had 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 a real solid game. He looks like he's got a lot of energy, uh, and he was buzzing around. Um, obviously, I've written a few pieces this week about um, Taylor Moore on his debut uh, and adjusting to that midfield role. I think he started as a midfielder. Yeah. Early on his career, but then I think he's played mostly as a centre half. Um, obviously, Cottrell signed him, you know, because he's versatile and he can play in a couple of positions. I thought he looked solid from a defensive point of view, um, so I think he'll be be quite pleased with. <clears throat> excuse me. I think he'll be quite pleased with with his first, you know, his first appearance in a in a Salop shirt. Um, a couple of times he got into really good crossing positions and and it kind of he didn't put in the best delivery. But to be fair, I don't think you can blame him too much for that, you know centre halves probably aren't used to crossing the ball in all that much, are you? So I'm sure that that's something that will come with come with time as he as he plays in that position a bit more and he, he trains there week in week out. So so I thought those two did well, um, and then the other two, uh, Shipley was quite quiet. Um, he kind of lots of endeavour, lots of effort, but from I felt he was quite he's quite quiet. Um, but but Bayless kind of looked like a real nuisance. Yeah, uh, he looked like a real nuisance. Um, you know, winning fouls um, and, and a, 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 lot, a lot of the threat came down the flanks. Um, so, so he, so he, he, he had a, he had a decent first outing as well. So he had probably one of Salop's best chances in the first half, which I thought was just a goal, but somehow somebody managed to block it in the six-yard box to stop it from going in. So, you know, it was an all-round solid performance. In fair, in, in fairness, um, I think they'll be pretty happy with with the opening day of the league season. To be honest, Salop fans. Yeah, it seemed like Steve Cottrell was, you know, I watched his interview
0: um, and I didn't see it I wasn't following the scores on Saturday but I saw his interview probably, some, probably Sunday while I was lying in bed hungover um, from a, a wedding I was at on Saturday um, but I watched his interview in full and I was for a 0-0 draw at a place where Shrewsbury um, probably expected to win you could sense a little bit of frustration but, but more positivity more than anything that his side had put in a a good display and should have won the game. Really,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think so. He, he seemed he, he felt definitely that, that that they were the more dominant side, which which I would definitely agree with, and that it that if anyone deserved the three points, I think I think the, the words he, he said was that I think we deserved the three points, but but probably by a goal rather than yeah. um, probably like a three nil scoreline, which probably would have flattered um, some up a little bit. Um, so, but yeah, he he was he seemed pleased with the performance. I think they had a I think they had a bad, bad showing at Morecambe away last year. Yeah. Um, and he was keen to point out that they put in, They put in a much better show showing showing this time around. Um, and yeah, obviously it was my first. It was my first meeting. First time I'd met Cottrell. and you know.
0: Believe he's already coined a nickname for you now. He's already
1: shortened your name. Who? Oh, he did, yeah. he did call me. He did call me at all. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm looking forward. I'm
1: looking forward to, to to working with him and working with the club. And you know, we we'll, and you know, hopefully it's a, a pro- prosperous relationship over the next few weeks and months and hopefully years. So, yeah, no, it was nice to to kind of get to chat to him for the first time and watch his team for the first time. And yeah, he was pretty pleased with with the points, even though you know they would have they would have liked all three. Yeah,
0: just in terms of other um, sort of points to come out of the game, the striking department is where we knew going into the game, it was myself who was at the press conference on Friday with, with Steve Cottrell. You know, we knew that Dan Udo's been missing and Aidan O'Brien wasn't looking, they were going to make late calls on them and they probably only had Ryan Bowman to to sort of call on. Was that? Do you think that was probably the issue on Saturday, although a little bit of lack of cutting edge?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so, yeah obviously you take your, your two center forwards out of most football, football teams and you know they're probably gonna struggle um, so yeah maybe that presence in the box uh, that that little bit of movement um, you know they did they did put um, Aiden O'Brien on right at the end but I think the 10 minutes they gave him was literally as much as he could probably manage um, so so yeah you know it's it, it it's, it's, it's it's a fine margin, isn't it, between... Obviously, Aiden O'Brien, I don't think, has played an awful lot of football in pre-season from looking at Lewis's reports. So, I think that might have been his first... I don't know for absolutely... yeah. I think it was. It was the, his first appearance in a Shrewsbury shirt. Um, and um, the boss said uh, after the game that he, he's... I think he was having an injection on Monday. Um, yeah. I think it's tendonitis and his hip that he's struggling with, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, we're seeing we're seeing um, Steve tomorrow. So, you know, fingers crossed. There's positive news on the injury front with regards to Dan Danudo and and Aidan O'Brien. But yeah, I think they certainly missed them just a little bit. Um, you know, they're both they're both big guys, aren't they? And they're both you know, your um, you centre forwards. He scored 16 goals in all competitions last year, didn't he, Udo? So you take you take your, your top scorer out of, um, out of most sides, then I think. You know, it's always going to be a battle. Um, so they'll be very much looking forward to the time where, you know, they can bring them back in and they yeah. can come back into the fold. Yeah. In terms of
0: capt- captaincy, I know as late as Friday morning, Steve Coxall said he had picked his captain. He hadn't told the captain and he certainly wasn't going to tell us um the press on Friday morning. But it turned out, I think it was Friday afternoon it was announced, it turned out to be Luke Leahy. Um, are you were impressed by his display and get I'm, from what you've said all on, on Saturday. Do you think he from just early signs of only seeing Salah the once? Do you think he's a he's a good fit given how important he is to the team?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um I was actually sat in the barbers on Friday afternoon when uh, <laughs> when I saw the when the tweet notification came through on my phone that they'd appointed the new skipper. Um but yeah, yeah, I think I think he'll uh, yeah. Obviously, I've seen them play once. I was quite impressed with him. You know, leaders are, you know, you get different types of leaders, don't you? Um, I haven't spoken to him yet, so I don't know what kind of a personality he is. Um, but Taylor, I spoke to Taylor Moore after the game, and he he said he was a great choice by Cottrell. And, and some some leaders lead by example, don't they? You know, they like to, to, to really set the tone and hope that people follow them. And then you get other guys um, who are, you know, Vocal personalities, um, like, I don't know. I suppose like you, you, Rio Ferdinand's of the world, who who like who lead in that kind of a of a way. Um, so how he will, which kind of mould he will fit into, you know, we'll 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 have to see. Um, but he certainly led by example on Saturday. I thought he put in a really good good performance. Oh, he just he was just tenacious, you know, full of energy, and he's just always like fully committed. I think that's something you always want to see from from a skipper, don't you? You want to see them being a hundred percent for the cause, because um, that's 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 a controllable, I suppose, isn't it? Like something that you can control is is kind of effort and and, and what you put in, whereas sometimes other, other parts are a, a little bit out of your control. Yeah,
0: just um, just finally on on Saturday, off the field, really, in terms of the the support. Um, I think it was 780 fans Salapad there at Morecambe on Saturday they'd sold their allocation 600 We're given another 200 allocation which they've almost sold as well um, what was that atmosphere like on Saturday I'll, I know Steve Cottrell referenced it on Friday they knew the players and he was delighted with with how many tickets they'd sold for the opening day um, what was it like in the ground I'm sure they made a, a fair a fair amount of racket for a good amount of noise
1: yeah I mean the atmosphere was really really good um at, at the game in general, um, with both both sets of fans, you know, when you watch like the League One and the League Two highlights on like Sky and stuff, they kind of put music over the highlights. So you can't, you can never tell kind of what the atmosphere is like, can you? Because there's like that background music over it. So Salop took 780 and, you know, they were brilliant. The fans were brilliant in in, in a really good voice. Um, and it's such a, it's so impressive to take that many. It's a long way, Morecambe. It took me two and a half hours to get there, first day of the league season. Um, I suppose there's always that optimism on the first day of the, the league season of could it could this year be be your year? Um, but no, I thought they were brilliant. I think it's great that they can take that they took that many fans um, on the first game, and I'm very much looking forward to, to seeing uh, uh, you know what the atmosphere is like uh, this weekend. Yeah, well, it certainly should be good.
0: So that was Morecambe, 0-0 draw, but. You know, promising signs for salad Right, time for an advert. We've got a new sponsor on True's Views. As the salad fans all know, we've previously been sponsored by Adoption at Heart. But thank you very much for their sponsorship. They've, um, they're have they no longer going to be sponsoring the podcast. But we've got a new sponsor, the Kettle and Toaster Man. Um, so the podcast is going to be brought to you by the Kettle and Toaster Man, which is your one-stop shop for kettles and toasters, but not just that. For, on a range of kitchen appliances even hair products and even a Bluetooth jukebox I found on their website yesterday which I got a bit excited about which I might purchase in the future um, quite like the sound of that one but all the products um, are available for superb prices so head over to kettleandtoasterman.co.uk do you need anything for your kitchen? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be kitting my kitchen out in my house before long so I think kettle and toasterman might be getting quite a big, quite a big order from myself uh,
1: well i'm gonna say no at the moment because i'm living at home so (laughs) so that's not my problem uh but i am looking to buy a house with my other half relatively soon so dependent on that then ketlan toaster man might be getting a click from me um online to have a little look um i'm a big coffee drinker and i do love my toast um so you know Uh,
0: there you go but I'll probably go there for a toaster, come back with this Bluetooth jukebox. I was baffled, but I was thrown by that. Right what is that? I don't know. It just looked really funky. I didn't really read much about it, but it looks um it looks like something I want to have in my house anyway. So oh. I might have to give the uh I might have to give the and toaster man a bell. Um, but yeah, there are new sponsors on True's Views and sponsors for all our podcasts here at um, Express and Star and Shopstar. So if you're uh if you're keen on anything, head over to and toaster man and check out what they've got on offer. Um. Right, questions wise, South fans. We only had a few questions in today, South fans. So I want the more the season goes on, the more they're winning games. Hopefully, the more the amount of questions will grow. Right, first question from Bayo Selector um, Do you think it's worth sending Tom Bloxham out on loan to, to League Two until January um, to increase his value and get some more games? Nick the Cardiff shoe. So Bloxham, um, centre forward, who's done, you know, when he broke through a couple of years ago, did really, really well. But he was a new substitute, I believe, on, on Saturday, all.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was, he was indeed.
0: Yeah, so um, just on, I'll give an opinion on this because I've, you know, I've seen quite a bit of blocks when I was covering sort of Shrewsbury before I was um, working for, for the Shopstar and Express and Star. I'd, I'd probably say it's a possibility, um, but it'll be interesting to see how Cottrell uses him this season because they've got Aidan O'Brien, who's come in, you know, who's got a good good pedigree and reputation. Ryan Bowman's still there. Daniel Udo as well. Um and blocks him. He's got bags and bags of ability. Blocks him, um, but it might potentially, as we said, do him a bit of um, a bit of good, like you're saying there, to go out on loan and potentially get some games. So it, 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 wouldn't surprise me. But if he stays, but it wouldn't surprise me if he also, um, also is is sent out by Cottrell just to get some, get some some more consistent game time. But it'd be interesting to see how he's used this season. But on on questions, is he I'll... is
1: he is an out and is he an out and out, an out, out centre forward?
0: He can play wide as well. He, he, wide. he has generally played played wide, but I think he's he can be quite versatile. He scored a couple of really good goals. Yeah, um,
1: it, it might be it might be it'll be interesting to see what happens with yeah. regards to to, to Bloxham. Um, obviously, he's behind two of Salop's biggest players in O'Brien and, and Udo, aren't they? there are they're two of. You Know they're, they're big names and players, yes, so, yeah. You thought they're going to be the main men this season. so that might limit his game time potentially. Um, but we'll just kind of have to wait and see. Uh, you know, uh, he, he didn't make an appearance at the weekend, um, and the kind of Aiden O'Brien came on, and I suppose <clears throat> those two weren't really available for selection Saturday, um, but um. Uh, hopefully, in the next few weeks, they will do, which will, which might might have, you know, more of an effect on how many minutes that Bloxham gets. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's a cup game coming up next week, so we might get our first opportunity to have a look at him this season um, uh, uh, then. So you know, we'll, we'll we'll just have to see see how that one that how that one plays out.
0: Yeah, be interesting to see. Um just on the, the questions, just to, to finish off the questions section, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask you a couple of quick fine questions, old. You've watched Tuesday <coughs> now for the first time this season. So you haven't seen a preseason, you can't make judgments on a lot of judgments on other things, but from what you've seen, I want you to I'm gonna I'm gonna remember this, or we're gonna write it down and we're gonna go we're gonna look at it on the last game of the season to see uh to see how it goes. But from oh, what dear. you've seen, I'm gonna ask you for a a, a, posi- a position prediction. For Shrewsbury, just don't want you to think about it. Don't want you to explain it. Just want you to say where you think they're going to finish come the end of the season. It can be a, it doesn't have to be a position. That's a bit tight. Maybe like a rough estimate of where you think they're going to finish, like between what position
1: and another position. Are you, are you asking me that now? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And have I just can I explain it or have I got to? You can do. You can do. Yeah. OK, so I've seen Salop play once and I was fairly impressed with them. Um, I'm, uh, to this point, I think it's hard to give a real judgment until I know. Obviously, I know the kind of sides who have been like in and around the championship over the last few years in terms of like your Sheffield Wednesdays and your Derbys and Wiggins, so they're obviously good sides. In terms of the other sides, I, I don't really know how good they are. Um, I was quite impressed with Salop. I think they look solid at the back and I think that's a, that's a big that's a big plus point. Um, so I'm going to go for a, for a mid-table finish for, for Shrewsbury.
0: Mid-table finish, mid-table finish. So anything between sort of tenth and fifteenth, something tenth, yeah, and fourteenth, something like that. So we'll we'll revisit that at the end of the season. We'll re- I'll tell you what, we'll revisit it at Christmas, and then we'll see if you want to tweak your prediction or not, given uh, given what's happened between <laughs> between now and then. Um well, we'll come to the end of the well, alls first. Shrew's Views, the, and the third episode of the series. I'm just looking ahead to the next couple of weeks, really. There's going to be a few games um, between now and then. Obviously, we do the pod every two weeks. Um, then we'll be bringing your video content in between that. Uh, so this Saturday, first home game of the season, Accrington-Stanley uh, at the Montgomery Waters Meadow. They had a, a good 2-2 draw with Charlton on the open day of the season. Um, a home win to, to kick things off at home would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Oh, want to sort of lift the spirits and get them on the on the front foot, try and build a bit of momentum, which is what I suppose every manager wants to do.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. You know, if if, I suppose if you'd have asked any Salop fan if they could take four points out the first two games, I think they'd be pretty happy with that return. Um, So I think it's a big, you know, it's it's, it's, it's a great opportunity in front of the home fans uh, to get behind, to get behind the team. And fingers crossed they can come away with with three points. Did a little bit of digging on on Accrington, um yesterday um when I was writing my preview for the paper and um they seem to they had, a, they had a they've had two um i think top half finishes in consecutive seasons over the last couple of years came came from behind twice last week against Cholton. once in the, the, the they scored a 96th minute equalizer to, to snatch a point uh obviously it's the return of uh, uh Sean Wally yeah. Same, same Sean, same Sean same. Wally uh, yeah yeah that's gonna yeah.
0: be a gonna be an emotional day probably on Saturday obviously he left leaving Shrewsby some fans thought he was, shouldn't have been released last year but he's quickly making a return I'm sure he'll probably have the biggest cheer in the ground on <laughs> there
1: on Saturday yeah he, he got an assist last week didn't he so yeah it'll be interesting to see how to see how he goes um something that's that, that kind of real struck out that they, they let 80 goals in last last season. Which for a side who finished, you know, twelfth isn't is an awful lot of goals yeah. to let in. I think they had a goal difference of, of minus nineteen. Um, so you know, with Shrewsbury being solid at the back and, you know, hopefully if they can nick a couple then keep a clean sheet, then then don't see any reason why Shrewsbury can't get can't get off to a off get their first win of the season at the weekend. Um and, and we'll just have to keep our fingers crossed that we there's some positive um, updates on, on those, you know, those centre forwards, um, hopefully coming back into the fold to, to help Shrewsbury. But I'm very much looking forward to it. Do we get any food? At, um, you at, do. You do. do we? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, you get your meal voucher. Don't you worry about it. voucher, is it? Is oh, it. yeah. It's a voucher. You don't, you don't, Morecambe don't tell you, it, actually, they don't like it. Morecambe, they don't tell you there's press food and then go down and make you pay for it. They give you a little voucher in the back of your, uh, Back of your press pass, go down, get yourself a coffee and something to eat. It's uh yeah, it's decent. Oh you just give give Massey a nudge um in the next couple of weeks, get him to uh make that voucher a bit bigger, maybe maybe stretch to some chips or something. Just to add <laughs> on the side. I'm certainly gonna do that anyway when I'm a chooser I think I'm there in a couple of weeks with you. So I'll uh yeah, I'll be sure, I'll have a bit of a win for him i'll get him to increase the uh the press food budget. Um but just one good well, one point just finally wanted to mention. We spoke about it off air as well. Um Steve Cottrell said in his press comments last week, I think it was a question about being excited or pressure the first game of the season. He said he's, he, he was delighted that the first game of the season was away from home because he says if you play at home on the first game of the season, the pressure is always greater. And it's not something I've ever really thought about. But just think about it, he's probably got a point. There's probably a little bit less pressure on Salah this week given the season's
1: already started. Yeah, I suppose they're off to a, a relatively positive start, aren't they? Which, which kind of... You know, to take there's always a bit of uncertainty to how you're going to go. Like, it doesn't matter how well you do in pre-season. Everybody's always sceptical. Whereas after that first game, you kind of like, I suppose, even if, even if they don't get a result at the weekend, you can still look back to the week before and say, well, they put in a positive show in, you know, away at Morecambe. So so there's, there's still positive signs there. Whereas if you turn up and get battered at home in your first game of the season, then... Everybody's probably going to be feeling pretty low, and you can get on your back early. So, yeah, I mean, I just said to you off air, didn't I? I spoke to I spoke to a non-league manager just before we recorded this podcast to, to do a preview, um, and and he said exactly the same thing. That it's their first game of the season at the weekend, and it's at home, and that's always a really hot, a difficult fixture. Um, I didn't have a clue that this was a thing, but you know, what an honour. Yeah, yeah, no, no, neither
0: did I. It's interesting, but hopefully the pressure's off, up on Saturday. And hopefully it's not just a point, it's all three. So that's, um, that's about all we've got time for on Shrew's Views this week. Um, Steve Cottrell chucked out five debuts on on Saturday, did really well. I've chucked out a debut to Ollie Westbury, the sport, and he's done it as well, making his debut on the Shrew's Views podcast. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, there's probably going to be about three or four games between now and then, though, in the Football League and the... Uh, and the the tight hectic schedule, um, but we'll be bringing you a video next week, and then a podcast the week after. So uh, thanks very much for listening. Hopefully, when we chat next time, Salop will have a few more points on the board, and we'll have a few more wins to mull over. So from me and Ollie, until next time on True Views, goodbye.